is the Hammer Down Racing Report. Welcome, race fans, to the Hammer Down Racing Report for Thursday, number third, show number 146. Scott Hammer with you, along with Ron Miller and our newest member of the team, Terry Keezer. And we didn't do a proper introduction with him last week. I think we had uh, too much going on with, with all our new our new toys and equipment. So, proper introduction to uh, to Jerry this week. Let me get rid of this thing over here. <laughs> so, those of you who don't know Jerry, I think we talked a little bit at the, at the end of the show. Jerry Keezer, announcer at Lima Land Speedway, racer of a dirt truck, what, and your family's been involved in racing for years. Um, and he agreed to uh, to kind of help uh, help us out, give us a little bit more insight, right? Absolutely, you know, and that, that kind of comes from you inviting me up to to come up and help you out a little bit at Oak Shade, and had some history up there as well. My dad raced there, and my grandfather as well in the '80s. So, it's been a blast this year being coming up to Oak Shade and kind of reliving some of those memories, and now uh, being a part of the team here on the Hammerdown Racing Report. And uh, he's got a cool little uh, slideshow going in in the background there, be behind his what your other show. There you go. There you go. So you might, if uh, you've been racing at Oakshade, you might see your car there. So pay attention. Yep. We upgraded Ron's sound, so hopefully uh, you're you're enjoying my uh, Ron's a little less echoey now, and that and they don't think it picks up the dogs as much. So we're trying to upgrade things here. You know, we're making the best of the situation, the cards that we're dealt with. So. Uh, welcome to the show. We're coming at you live on Facebook and YouTube. And uh, make sure to follow us on Twitter because we'll share it on YouTube. At Hammer Report is our uh, Twitter handle. Follow us on YouTube. Follow us on Facebook. Follow us everywhere because we need follow. We're like a cult. The Hammer Down Racing Report cult. We, we won't are everywhere. We won't make you drink the Kool-Aid, though. Unless it's really good Kool-Aid. Wait, what do you got there? Is that Kool-Aid, Jerry? Uh, won't tell you what's in this bottle. I wonder if there'd be like a drinking game people could make with this show. Every time Scott says, mentions a cult. Or every time Scott says, uh, there you go. Then we'd have a lot of really wasted people. Tonight on the show, Toledo Speedway General Manager Scott Schultz will be joining us talking about the racing programs with fans at uh, Toledo Speedway. I was actually kind of surprised that uh, this happened. They, some, I thought, I've, at this point, I figured, you know, just throwing the towel and say, the hell with this. We'll figure it out next year. Uh, but they stuck it out, and they're going to have some racing with some fans. Uh, the Glass City 200 and uh, the Ronnie Beal Classic coming up. Right. That's that's awesome to see Toledo Speedway opening the gates up uh, for a few races yet in 2020. Like you said, it's been real easy to throw in the towel with everything that's going on. Yeah. So we'll talk to Scott here in uh, just a little bit. We'll give him a call. He didn't want to be on camera. And uh, he's, he's a pretty – he said he's been very busy, and – understandably uh thanks to our sponsors ron miller race cars of lamberville michigan i got the town right see 734-856-7223 that's 856 you're supposed to fill that in ron race are you are you with me ron yes i'm here i'm here okay uh, give them a call for race car parts, uh, safety equipment, everything uh, racer needs. Uh, Oakshade Raceway, we're the fastest meet to race every Saturday night. Back in action this Saturday. And uh, I've been having a lot of questions about when season championship night was and it hadn't been formally announced or anything yet until I talked to Chrissy. I think it was yesterday. Seems like it was several days ago, but I think it was just yesterday. Uh, season championship night is now September 12th, which is also the night that the boss... Uh, uh, sprint show was supposed to be that has been canceled at least the boss part there's still racing going on that weekend season championship night but due to the uh, capacity restrictions they decided that that show was going to bring in too many people and it just it wasn't going to work a, a huge show scott and, yeah. and i understand and uh, you know the governor of ohio keeps sending mixed messages and who knows yeah Everything's subject to change, but for now, the the boss show isn't going to happen until twenty twenty one. Hey Jerry, you got yes, some uh, you got some headphones or some earbuds or something? We're getting a little feedback uh, from you. Yep, let me grab them. All right, <laughs> trying to get the better quality here for our iHeart listeners that listen on uh, iHeart Radio and can't see what's going on. I highly recommend checking out uh, 
the uh, the video though. There's a lot of weird stuff happening there. Kester Mowing also a sponsor. Give them a call at four one nine four six six. Ron, you forgot to remind me to turn this on here. A little scroll there. Uh, where was I? Four one nine four six six three eight zero one. Tell them Hammer Down Racing Report sent you. They do uh, all kinds of stuff. I did my landscaping. Uh, mowing, seeding, fertilizing, insect uh, and weed control, and and more, and uh, yeah, we we had a water leak in a in a line near our shop, and uh, they fixed that. Multi talented people, tree trimming, whatever, whatever you need. So there you go. Uh, oh, Big Beans Pizza and Clyde four one nine five four seven one four four four. Mention the Hammer Down Racing Report, save ten percent off. Uh, your order. And they got good stuff out there. I recommend it. So now I'm getting some weird buzzing noise. I think we were better with the uh, the echo there, Jerry. No, I think that's you. Almost sounds I'm, like uh, your connection is me. weird. All right. Well, blame me. <laughs> I didn't hear it until he put his headphones on. <laughs> Trying. What? What? It's a show meeting. Look, I just muted him to see if that's where the sound was coming from. You're muted, Jerry. So hold on a second. See, now I don't hear it. Now I'm unmuting him. Well, we're going to find out here in just a minute because he's going to give us the racing roundup. There you go. Let's talk about the action that uh, went on this past week, weekend, and uh, then we'll get to Scott Schultz and Toledo Speedway. All right. Sounds good. Racing roundup. Last weekend, Attica Raceway Park, Friday rained out, uh, so they did have their... Uh, Rain date set for Saturday. It was a non-points event. Travis Philo picking up the win in the 410. We lost yeah, that was, him. That was my bad. I hit hide instead. I meant to solo. There you go. <laughs> Sorry about that. Uh, getting rid of me already. Yeah, I know. Uh, Paul Weaver picking up Tra another 305 feature. Sean Valeni dominating again in the dirt trucks. Uh, notable in the dirt trucks, Jeff Babcock. Stepping into the seat of a dirt truck, finishing fourth in that event as well. Uh, good to see Jeff back behind the wheel of a race vehicle. Oakshade Raceway, obviously last week, washed out. We're back in action this Saturday night. Regular program featuring late models, uh, sportsmen, hot rod welding and engineering bombers, and the compacts. Sandusky Speedway, Saturday was the Pops Clinic. Memorial 30, Jason Wells won the modified feature. Tanner Smith won in the Renegades. J.D. Larson won in the Pure Stock feature. And Jaden McCall picked up in the, the win in the Beginner Stocks. Sandusky's off until September 19th for their championship night. Uh, the World of Outlaws, NOS Energy Drink Sprint Car Series. Sheldon Hoddenshield won Saturday night at US 36 Raceway in Mississippi with a last lap, last corner pass over Brad Sweet. Looks like uh, everybody's taking some notes off of Kyle Larson there at the, the Outlaws. Uh, Sweet was able to close the deal on Sunday at I. 80 Speedway in Nebraska for his first win in 57 days. Next up for the Outlaws, uh, Husset Speedway on this Saturday and Sunday, returning to the, the famous Husset Speedway up in that South Dakota, right? Or is that North Dakota? I think so. <laughs> I don't know what I put in my notes there. Uh, South Dakota. It is South Dakota. Yeah, there we go. Lucas Oil Late Model Series. Port Royal Speedway hosted the Rumble by the River last week. Uh, the opener on Thursday was won by Tim McCready after leading the wire to wire Friday was rained out. And then Saturday, surprise, surprise, some guy, I, I, I don't know if the late model world's heard of him. Uh, Kyle Larson picked up the win. Uh, Isn't he a guy that had some trouble with NASCAR, maybe no talent or something. I forget what it was, but uh, yeah. Yeah. His, his summer has been nothing short of phenomenal. That Jerry, it's, it's absolutely record-breaking. I mean, we're, we're talking numbers like Wolfgang in 85, Hewitt in 85, but this is Kinsler. in all divisions. Yeah, I mean, in, in any kind of car, it doesn't matter. And now I've heard read he's going to be jumping into an IMCA modified, where we're going to find out what he can do in an open-wheel modified now. So with that, Larson picked up his very first late model win in just his second start, $15,000 to win in the Royal uh, Rumble by the river finale. That means wins in the Outlaws, All-Star Circuit of Champions, USAC Midgets, USAC Silver Crown, and Lucas Oil Late Models now. So we'll see what happens, like I said, in the Modifieds. Well, and Jerry, in his very first effort in a late model, he ran top five. The and, very and first race battling. he ran. 
battling for third throughout the race. So yeah. yes, nothing short of amazing. Did did you see the the clip of him running uh, a late model in in testing a couple of weeks prior to that? I, I couldn't. I felt so bad for that motor, man. He just never <laughs> let it breathe just for a second, man. When you have that much talent and that much confidence, you don't have to lift. I guess. <laughs> That's how Scott Hammer drives every week. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Next up for the Lucas Oil Late Models, the 16th annual John Bradshaw Memorial at Ponderosa Speedway in Kentucky on Friday and the Bob Miller Memorial at Portsmouth on Saturday. So if you're looking for Lucas Oil Late Model action, check those out. The Ollie's Bargain Outlet All-Star Circuit of Champions, Danny Dietrich, Defended the Pennsylvania Posse Territory Thursday at Grandview Speedway, winning the All-Star Swing through PA with a win. Uh, Dietrich bumped leader Aaron Reitzel on the white flag lap, causing him to spin. The Jack Gunn Memorial at Williams Grove on Friday was canceled due to the rain from uh, the hurricane. Lebanon, Indiana's Spencer Baston won the inaugural Kramer Clash at Lincoln Speedway on Saturday night in the uh, Swindell Speed Labs, number 39. Aaron Reitzel won Sunday night at Bedford Speedway in Pennsylvania. Next up, this Friday and Saturday at Attica Raceway Park for the Attica Ambush for the All-Stars. And next up, the Arca Menard Series. 17-year-old Ty Gibbs continuing his brilliant run this year in the Arca Series. Won the Dutch Boy 150 in dominating fashion at Worldwide Technology Raceway at Gateway. He also wore one of Scott Hammer's face masks after the race. That's more important than anything. Yeah, yeah. That's I was meant to grab that too. I was going to prove it. See how you are. Yeah. Next up for the Arca series, the Zinsser Smart Coat 200 at Lebanon I-44 Speedway in Missouri. In NASCAR news, Sheldon Creed won Sunday's NASCAR Gander RV and Outdoors Truck Series Car Shield 200 at Worldwide Technology Raceway at Gateway. He also pocketed an extra one hundred thousand dollars for his second win in the Triple Chuck Challenge. Yeah, Try say that ten times fast. Yeah, right. Justin Haley survived the last lap crash to win Friday's Xfinity race at Daytona. William Byron earned his way into the Cup Series playoffs by winning Saturday's Coke Zero Sugar 400 at Daytona. By doing so, he also knocked out poor Jimmy Johnson, not making the chase in his final season. Heartbreak, heartbreak, heartbreak after being caught up in a wreck. Pretty tore up about that. Yeah, I've never been a big Jimmy fan. He's good. Don't get me wrong. Just not a big fan. Uh, Next up for NASCAR, the Cookout Southern 500 for the Cup Series at Darlington on Sunday at 6 p.m. on NBC Sports Network and Buckeye Country 103.7. Check that race out. It's always really cool every year with the throwback paint schemes. Seen a few of them online. Looking forward to that. Uh, the Xfinity Series will run the Sports Clips Haircuts VFW 200 on Saturday at 12.30 p.m. on NBC. And the trucks are on, on on Sunday afternoon at Darlington in the South Carolina Education Lottery 200 at 2 p.m. on Fox Sports 1. In IndyCar news, Scott Dixon and Joseph Newgarden were winners in the Bamarito Automotive Group doubleheader at Worldwide Technology Raceway at Gateway over the weekend. Dixon won a thriller on Saturday, and Newgarden won under yet another yellow flag finish on Sunday. Next up, the Harvest Grand Prix doubleheader on uh, October 2nd and October 3rd. With that, that takes care of our racing roundup. Jerry, one of our listeners just posted... uh that uh, Myrtle Beach Speedway is closing after 60 years. Oh, wow. Yeah, and had the bush race there every year. Scott, Scott Schultz. Hello. Hey. How are you? It's uh, Scott Hammer, Ron Miller, Jerry Keezer, Hammerdown Racing Report. Hey. How are you? Pretty good. Hey, pretty good, Scott. Did we we catch it a bad time? We'll get back to that Myrtle Beach thing. I, I didn't realize you were going to go off on that when I was calling Scott here. Scott Schultz that's, of uh, that's Toledo, Toledo Speedway, you've you've been a busy man recently. Want to want to tell us uh, what you've accomplished, and then we'll kind of go from there. You've accomplished nothing so far. <laughs> <laughs> nothing. Um, thanks for having us on. Uh, it's been crazy, <clears throat> just as it is for everybody else. It's been a crazy, crazy spring and summer. Um, you know, we threw the towel in at Flat Rock. Uh, a few weeks ago and the funny thing is is we had made our mind up that 
by that Friday, if there was no change, we were going to cancel the rest of the Toledo season. And lo and behold, that Wednesday, the governor of Ohio came out and actually spelled speedways out uh, that they could operate at uh, 15% capacity. So we kind of jumped all over it. Excuse me. And instead of adding things a whole bunch to our schedule, we added an ARCA race, which uh, is part of Ron's tour. And uh, they have lost two or three races at uh, other states that uh, promoters can't make it work with the percentages or the government won't let them at all. So we added that one. And then we just kept the Glass City and the uh, Silver Crown race uh, at the end of the year. So here we go. Scott, are there any hopes that uh, attendance can be a little healthier as we head towards the end of your season? Uh, in 2021, I'm hoping. But yeah, <laughs> this year, I mean, you 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 live in the area, Ron and Scott, so do you. I, I don't see that changing. Uh, I think we're very fortunate we got where we are. Yes, there have been tracks running all year in Michigan, Ohio against the governor's orders and you know that that's a risk but you know what everybody's got to do what they got to do for their business and this is no different than restaurants and bars you know beating the system and trying and you know look everybody chooses their path uh ron chose to abide by that uh in michigan we're in phase four which limited us to 100 and we didn't want to take that chance and our health department advised us don't do it or we'll have to shut you down and in Lucas County, we're the largest city in, in the state of Ohio with a racetrack, per se. So um, we knew that their handwriting was on the wall, and we had been in great contact with the uh, health department in Lucas County. They've been great with us, uh, and they just said, you know, don't don't do it. Um, so, you know, on where we go, we we found some things out as we went along, and uh, you know, uh, like I said, everybody's got to do what they got to do. And our boss, Ron Dreger, who's been in the business, uh, his family's been in the business since 1953 and he said i'm not going to be defined by what i do or don't do in 2020 so uh we made our bed and and went with the program and then this came up so we decided uh, let's see if we can get three races i know that uh you said that there were some tracks that were running without permission i know i can only speak for oakshade just because i know what's been going on behind the scenes out there in wasion and the fulton county health department they have been running with permission from that local health department since uh, the end of May and have been in constant contact with them every week. Uh, were th was there any particular tracks uh, you were referring to specifically no. that had been? Absolutely not. So June 13th, we ran the ARCA race, the first one with no fans at Toledo Speedway. Mm -hmm. So that weekend, a whole bunch of tracks opened up in Ohio. And I told Ron, I said, look at this. And he said, you know, the Lucas County guy told us, our contact, you know, we can't do it. So we called him Monday morning. Uh, that I think it was June 15th and said, Hey, what, what's going on? So we found out that there is a conference call every week with every health department director, every County health department director. And they were on a conference call with the Ohio department of health director. And that question was asked every single week, can speedways run with fans in the stands? And the answer was no. So that was enough for our contact at Lucas County to say, you're not going to do it. Mm -hmm. Fulton County decided, and you know what, again, no disrespect or anything to anybody. So look, they have far less cases out in the rural areas than we did in Lucas County. And, you know, it's not just Lucas County. It's, you know, any place where there's a major metropolitan area and you look at the tracks that are not running the larger tracks, obviously Eldora is one into its own. And, you know, they're, they weren't going to give them the chance. Uh, can you imagine trying to take care of 25,000 people in the campground and all that, you know, and, and, and Roger, Roger, Roger and Larry knew what they were up against. And I'm sure, you know, I'm sure they were working with their health department and the state. They have, they have a, a lot of clout, but uh, the tracks in Michigan that weren't running were all near metropolitan areas, Grand Rapids, Kalamazoo, Lansing, Flat Rock, which is Dele uh, which is Detroit, um, Springport in Jackson, which got shut down after a couple of weeks. Uh, and then Dixie and Auto City, which is the Flint area. Um, so they were all near metropolitan areas and, what what we kind of learned is that uh, health entities and governmental offices tend to pay more attention to directives, um, you know, than than the rural counties do. And I don't blame them one bit. You know, I, I really don't. It's kind of not been, at all. It's kind of been like whack a mole with uh, you know different jurisdictions. <laughs> you know, a track will pop up and hey, we can race for a few weeks, and then they're shut down. Then another track in another county will pop up that can race and. It's, it's, yeah, it's yeah. been hard to keep track of things all summer. I mean, and I'm sure, yeah. 
I'm sure you've had a, a lot of uh, people, a lot of fans, uh, Toledo Speedway fans, Flat Rock fans, uh, contacting you guys, saying, kind of noticing the same thing, saying, "Hey, why, why all these other tracks are racing? Why can't you guys?" I mean, what did so, uh, what have you been saying exactly, to them? Exactly. So look, if you have a half a brain and you are paying attention to what's going on in this world, this is what's happening all over the country. It's okay over there, but it's not over there. Look at football right now. You know, what a what a stark contrast that is. And the governor of Michigan today just said that a high school football can start in two weeks. Just out of the blue. No one really saw that coming. The uh, other sports in the fall, they thought, yeah, had a shot, but nobody thought football did. But, um, you know, we... What the other thing we've learned, and this is across the country, is no state would take a serious enough direct directive and direction to tell everybody, you will not do this, you will not do that. It was a recommendation or an order in the uh, in the midst of the great state of Michigan's governor. Um, it was an order or a directive, and then it was up to the local jurisdictions to decide what to do. And that's well, what Scott, Flat Rock was in a it was in a real touchy position just because of its proximity to Detroit. Twenty minutes from southwest, twenty minutes from downtown Detroit, southwest of of Detroit, the hotbed in the state of Michigan for what three and a half months. Yeah, right. Um, you know, we all thought in Michigan we were going to get a shot. Uh, the end of June, she had said, "Well, you know, things are all right. Looks like we'll move to phase five, which was a maximum of five hundred. And we were going to go ahead and take a shot at that. We had figured out a game plan. It was risky, but, you know, we were willing to do it. It, You know, I mean, that's what we do. We're in the business to race. But, you know, in fact, I even told my wife there on June 20th, and I told her, I said, this is probably the last Saturday I'm home because we'll practice this Saturday, and then we'll practice before the 4th, and we'll start racing on the 11th. But, you know, we never went to Phase 5, and she hasn't budged since. And we're still in Phase 4, which is the limit of 100. Um, But, you know, no numbers we've also found out people cannot do math um i think everybody can uh, can agree to that but you know what excuse me i'm near an ambulance company so when you hear the siren go by they're not coming for me okay but um everybody this is a different world just totally and and not just for racetracks you know i mean go into your party store and go, go try to buy a pop and a package of gum you know you got to have a a mask on and this person doesn't care about it. This person does. And then there's confrontations. And, you know, I think the great thing about the sport of auto racing is for the most part, fans enjoy being around other fans. And that's what we're looking forward to. You know, somebody asked me, Oh, you're gonna have a lot of problems. Well, you know what? Anytime you're dealing with the public, you're going to have a problem. Ron Miller knows that Scott Hammer knows that, you know, and, and so do we and everybody else that has owned or operated a business or managed a business. But race fans, for the most part, are good people. And they just want to come and watch a race and have a good time. Uh, Are we going to have some issues? I would assume so. But you know what? For the most part, it'll be a reminder from the announcers. Please wear your mask. Please social distance. uh, Be kind and courteous to each other. Thank you and have a good night. The announcers at Oakshade have been doing a very good job of that. And, uh, yeah, there have been a couple of glitches and some... some, uh, some some bad press over it but uh, uh all in all all in all the fans want to do what they have to do so that they can keep watching the races yes sir i i agree wholeheartedly with you ron uh a lot of folks i know have been out to okay because the game around town and you know they said they had a great time and and the show was good and it's a it's a sharp little racetrack it's cool uh i've only been there a couple times but you know you're going to get that, you know, and, and like you said, fans will do whatever they have to do to watch a race. There's always one bad apple in the bunch or maybe two in the barrel. But, um, you know, for the most part, race fans are darn good people and they will work together to make this work. So let's exactly. talk about the three events that, uh, that you got coming up. Uh, are tickets available for, for all of them still? Yeah. So, uh, going back to the health department, a lot of hoops we got to jump through. Uh, <laughs> online ticket sales only at this point contactless they like that for us it's been great because we never did online tickets and we like it a lot and we're going to do it next year all the time so um we've learned a lot uh, our system is is got flaws in it it was crashed right at nine nine oh one on tuesday morning 
but they got it fixed in 20 minutes, and we had a great sales day on Tuesday when we kicked the sale off. Uh, faded yesterday a little bit, but that's going to happen. So we expect peaks and valleys like everything else. But yeah, uh, online ticket sales only for all three races to start with. Uh, whether or not we have tickets left, and if we'll sell them at the gate, we won't know that till probably the Wednesday prior to each of the events. Um, www.toledospeedway.com. Click the Buy Tickets Now button. There's a description of every race, and there are three unique races, which is pretty cool. Um, you know, it, it's it's a pretty simple process to follow. Uh, the unfortunate thing is we are limited at 1,500 people max, 1,500 tickets. So every ticket, regardless of your age, is 25 bucks. And uh, I'll apologize right up front for that. I've noticed a lot of tracks that are limited in what their capacity is has had to do that. Uh, and, and on our side, these are big purse nights. All three of them are premier shows. Uh, but, you know, that's what Toledo Speedway is and has become a big show track. Uh, we love our local guys. We're trying to run as much as we can for them, and we still will do that next year. But, you know, these are three premier events. and. Uh, they weren't the $25 ticket. Uh, I will say that uh, we're, we're, uh, we're enthused about it. Uh, I just hope this weather hasn't changed. Uh, and we have some of the great summer weather that we've had. And of course, what's this Ron, the nicest summer we've had in 10 years, probably. <laughs> That's that has to be frustrating to not <laughs> been having any of those races. <laughs> yeah, it is. It um, is. So, so the three races we're talking about, you got the, uh, the Arkham Menard series again. I mean, this is how, this is what the third or fourth time they've uh, third this or fourth, is the fourth race. Yeah, they, they ran one June 13th. Then they ran a doubleheader back yeah. to back, a Saturday or a Friday, and then a Saturday got rained out. We ran it Sunday afternoon, uh, and this will be the fourth time. But this will be the first time with fans. Uh, it is also an Urca Menards East race, so that'll bring a few more cars. We're thinking 18 to 20 cars. Uh, the cars are absolutely beautiful. Those composite bodies are absolutely gorgeous, uh, and they're pretty cool. So. Uh, that race is September 12th. Glass City 200 is the 19th. And then the uh, USAC Silver Crown Championship, the Raleigh Beal Classic, sponsored by uh, Hemelground and Super Fitness, is Sunday afternoon, October 4th, with our stock car division. Now, this isn't going to be like uh, the last time the ARCA Series was at Toledo Speedway, where you had the the fans uh, doing the meet and greet and everything. It, it, things are going to no. be a lot different. Uh, you want to go over some of the, the different uh, yeah. you know, procedures and how things are going to be working in the stands? Yeah, thanks, Scott. Obviously, there is no autograph session for this or the Glass City 200 or the USAC race. You know, that's uh, direct contact with people. We've been advised and uh, kind of ordered, you know, not to do any of that. So here's a couple other things. When you buy your ticket, there is there is no reentry. We allow people to go back out to their cars. We cannot do that. So now it becomes like a high school, college, or professional venue. Once you're in, you're in. If you leave, you got to buy another ticket. So... Uh, no re-entry. And you can't do that because they're online sales. Uh, no. <laughs> this is limiting This is limiting the access and the traffic. That's what this is all about. Again, you have to make, you got to put a health department hat on now. So you limit the amount of movement of your personnel, of your fans and customer base. Uh, so no re-entry. Once you're in, you're in. So if you got your blanket or your car seat or what, whatever you're going to bring, Bring it in with you the first time. You cannot come back in. There is no reentry at, at Toledo Speedway. Uh, two, we have a, uh, there'll be no standing. Uh, there are two fence sections where people love to stand at Toledo Speedway. You cannot stand. Again, congregation point, And, you know, I'm, I'm in agreement with this because down there in turn four behind the bar and grill, there'd be 60 people all with their shoulders, their elbows on each other's shoulders drinking beer. And, you know, we can't have that. So, uh, no, you're, when you buy a ticket, it is for the grandstand. There will be no standing along the, along the fence line. Uh, the grandstand gate from the pits will be locked. So if you have a pit fast, you cannot come back up in the grandstand. And that's happened at a lot of tracks, from my understanding. I've been, I've been surfing a whole bunch of tracks all summer long because uh, I had nothing to do, <laughs> and, but, but, uh, except cut grass. But uh, a lot of tracks have done that this year. Again, that was another thing we have to do. Uh, one thing, uh, and again, to get the 1500, this is what, these are some of the things we had to do. So the one thing, and, and we haven't announced it yet, but we will, but it, um, you heard it first here on hammer down. Um, so we have to limit the amount of time that fans can be at the racetrack. They are not concerned with the racers because those are our clientele. 
our people. They are concerned with the fan base because this is general public. Racing are the same people in and out. And so, okay, we'll buy that too. And we'll sell it too. So we have to limit the amount of time people are at the track. So fans will not be able to watch practice for these three races. We will open the gates a half an hour before qualifying. So you can watch qualifying and the race. But, you know, when from a management standpoint, most of the time when we have practice, we've got 100 people in the grandstand. But we got to have 30 staff members there, and we have to have the concessions open. And, you know, what a pain that is. Uh, and I noticed some tracks, even in the normal times, didn't open for practice anyways. So I don't feel real bad about that. Uh, I'm sure we'll uh, uh, have some arguments about that. But so look, Ron, what did you say? Race fans will do what they have to do to watch a race. Yeah. And uh, I'm, going to, I'm going to put that on our sheet and quote Rod Miller and, and tell them, <laughs> this, is where, this is where this came from. But, um, Scott, one, you know, one thing you didn't talk about, Scott, one thing you didn't talk about uh, with the no re-entry, if you leave, uh, your concession stands will be open with the health departments and you'll, you'll have uh, adult beverages as always, correct? Yeah, good question though, Ron. The menu will be pared down though. We won't be having all the finger foods, um, you know, so hot dogs, hamburgs, uh, we have Marco's pizza, which will be, we're not going to do it by the slice. You have to buy the whole pot, but you know, that's okay. Uh, we worked out a deal with, with Marco's for small pizzas. Um, you know, uh, all our Pepsi products and, and our Miller products, our Miller beer products, but, uh, we are going to pop popcorn, but that's it. We're, we're really not going to go any farther than that. Uh, they like that idea a lot. We sold them on that. So. No French fries, no nachos, you know, we'll have potato chips, uh, candy, you know, which is all prepacked stuff. So we're okay there. But, yeah, I appreciate you bringing it up, Ron. That's a good question. How, uh, how have uh, ticket sales been? I mean, are there a lot of tickets still available for these events? Do you, do you have that information? Yeah, Scott, we're, we're in good shape. We had a great takeoff on Tuesday, tailed down yesterday. I didn't see today's numbers when I left. Uh, plenty of tickets remain. Uh, Toledo area has never been a good pre-sale town and uh we've heard that for 20 years uh and they are correct we can tell you that uh, we do know when uh, menards did their sales for us when um and they still are involved but we're not doing a pre-sale obviously through them this time um most of the ticket sales a huge majority of them were those last two days before the show and so let's face it i mean i haven't been to the racetrack and eh, I really don't want to buy my ticket online. Let's see what happens. And let's see what the weather is going to be before I go. And Absolutely. A couple days before the show, they'll have an idea of what kind of weather they're going to have. So, yeah, they're, they're going to be cautious. Yeah, I think so, too. Uh, we are hoping for that spike. But, but there are plenty of tickets left. Uh, the one thing is you are buying a ticket for the grandstand section. So there are three sections at Toledo, the main grandstand behind the start-finish line. Then the two big monster ones that we uh, purchased from MIS, the middle one will be the next one. Then the West grandstand will be the one on the, the farthest on the West end of the property. Uh, two awesome sight lines. The main grandstand is great, but uh, the two grandstands that we put up, I think it's been five years now. Uh, the, the sight lines are awesome. If you've not been to Toledo and set in those grandstands. So we're just getting ready, uh, doing things that we haven't had to do all year. And uh, the track's in great shape. Uh, we've had rentals uh, off and on here. We are, we got a lot of work next week. We're, we're busy Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday uh, with rentals and then the race. So we're uh, ready to go uh, on uh, September 12th with the ARCA 200. For those, uh, for those fans that are procrastinating and, and not getting their tickets to the last minute, how, how close to race time or day can, can they uh, get their tickets? When, when do you wrap up those ticket sales online? Uh, I think we agree to, at noon, the day of the race, the so, online okay. ticket sales. So noon of, of, of race day, the online ticket sales will stop. Okay. If we have tickets left over, we will sell them at the gate, but we won't announce that. We won't, we're not going to make that decision until the Wednesday prior to each event. And I think that's fair. That gives everybody time to still decide. Uh, we'll probably sell them over the phone at that point. Also, in addition at the box office and then up to the gate on race day. But, you have to remember, we have a 1,500 max capacity for each event. And what is, uh, I don't want to say the R word, but what is that policy should that R word happen to happen? Um, that word spells rapid. 
Um, but yeah, uh, for the outdoor 200, the rain date is the next day, Sunday, September 13th at one. The Glass City 200 is September 19th on a Saturday. The rain date is the next day, Sunday, September 20th at one. Uh, there is no rain date set for the USAC national championship, uh, for the silver crown cars because they have to go on. Uh, not the, the division is done, but USAC is not, and they are just book solid between all their sprint and midget things that they do. Uh, they basically have one crew. So if they're running midgets someplace or sprints, they can't run a silver crown race unless they're all together at one venue. So uh, there will not be a rain date for the silver crown race at this point. The okay. refund policy for that race. Oh yeah, absolutely. We would never, uh, <laughs> we'll never take anybody's money and not give it back to you. So yeah, obviously we would have a refund policy should that happen. Some but, of us um, knew that. Yeah, but you know what? It's good to say, Ron. And again, I appreciate your questions, whether they're leading me on or, or leading me into, you know, these are all things that, you know, we're going to get out. We're going to put out a sheet next week, things to know about Toledo Speedway for the, for the three races, because things are different. Things have changed. The world's changed. And there's a lot of hoops we had to jump through to make this work. Uh, we'll have hand sanitizer all over the place. We've got washing stations. We'll have a couple underneath the grandstands. Uh, in addition to our hand sanitizer all over the place. Um, if you don't have a mask, we'll have, have them for you at the, uh, at the uh, ticket window. So, you know, we're, we're taking, we're taking the precautions. And don't get, um, and don't, don't get I mad at the, don't, don't get mad at the announcers. If uh, you feel like they're nagging you for keep telling you to wear your face coverings and keep your six foot social distance, because that's what the health departments want. And good point. And, yep. and like what Ron said, we're race fans too. We, we're going to do what we have to do to race. Yes, sir. That's, that's good. And yeah, the announcers, you know, every 10 minutes you're going to hear them. You're going to get tired of them. And uh, I know Gary will say, I know I just said this 10 minutes ago, but you know, but uh, I talked to Gary Lindahl yesterday. He was in, uh, stopped in my office and talked for a little bit, but um, yeah, I mean, they know what they know. They have to contribute to this too. And it's a thankless task. Um, You know, it's a thankless task for all of us. Um, you know, putting on a mask is aggravating, but it's really not much to ask for what's going on. Um, I'll just say that um, I'm not going to go any farther with my personal opinions and the track doesn't have an opinion. We know what we have to do uh, in order to race. Now, how how is uh, not racing at uh, Flat Rock Speedway and not having very many races at uh, Toledo Speedway affected, you know, the tracks financially? I mean, is there any danger of, uh, you know, like other small businesses uh, maybe having to close up. I mean, it's, that's very, we're very, very blessed. We have a great owner. He's a very sharp businessman. Ron Drager is a very, very sharp businessman. Um, we are in fine shape. We're okay. Uh, we just replaced the turn one wall at flat rock and a new catch fence. And we're real proud of that. We were going to wait to see who was the first one to hit it. You, you but, did uh, that before the season, didn't you? Before was yeah, the season was supposed to start. Yeah. As a matter of fact, we did it, uh, veterans day, of 2019, November 11th, I remember it. We had six inches of snow, if you remember, that heavy wet snow. And the, the first week of December, they poured the poured the uh, wall. Uh, it actually was 45, 50 degrees that week. So, yeah, we did that. And then we put the chain link up uh, in February. We got a nice little break there. Again, 45, 50 degrees there uh, the end of February. So they finished the chain link. They had put the poles up already, but they strung the chain link um right there at the end of February. It looks beautiful. It actually makes the track look bigger. It's kind of weird, but no, um, we're okay. Um, you know, we've still got expenses and, you know, I don't think the governments are going to say, Hey, you don't have to pay your taxes. So, you know, um, and, and I hope everybody understands that too. You know, we're like everybody else. We still have to pay our taxes. We still have obligations, uh, to meet as far as insurance goes and, and utilities, although they are not very much right now. But uh, life goes on, and, and we have to go on too. But we're okay. Uh, we're planning for 21. I just don't know how fast to go with 21 because we don't know what's going to happen. Um, I told somebody the other day I would not be surprised in the state of Michigan if we are still at 50% come May and June next year. As far as capacity, it would not surprise me a bit. Now, if that's the case, would uh, would Flat Rock open up at that? Oh, absolutely. We were going to open up with 500. Okay. You know? We were going to open it with 500. And, you know, the, the hard part for us is we had a great close 2019 at both tracks. Good crowds, solid crowds, decent car counts. 
um, you know, for all our divisions. Uh, figure eight's been struggling a little bit, but they're a great show. And, and we actually had a few new cars this year. And, you know, we were really ready to go and, and really enthused about where we were at. We, we had uh, the late models had a little resurgent. We had some new guys coming in and the street stocks were averaging almost 30 a night at Flat Rock. So we were all enthused and uh, it, it's, it's been tough. Uh, the first few weeks were okay, but I'll tell you what, after about three weeks, it really, really hit, hit you, uh, hit you right in the gut. And uh, I feel bad for the racers. I was going to um, say, are, are you worried that uh, some of the racers may not come back? I mean, so I, I saw some guys went to Sandusky we've had some of your factory stocks at Oakshade and, I mean, look, I don't blame them one bit. You know, if we do, we do. Um, I hope they'll all come back, but if they don't, we fully understand that. I mean, you know, is it, is, are we worried about it? Absolutely not. No, we're not worried about it, but you know, everybody's got to do what they got to, you know, going to another racetrack is good for good. It's good for everybody. Everybody should go to another racetrack away from their home for two, three nights. Um, and just, just to get a, a taste of what it's like at other racetracks and how they do things. We don't do everything right. We don't do everything wrong, but I think, you know, variety is the spice of life. And, and, uh, we know all the promoters. We talk to them all the time. I've probably spent more time on the phone with promoters. Of course, during the season, you can't talk because you're busy, but you know, um, probably five guys. I probably talked to at least twice a week for five weeks in a row, six weeks in a row. Um, you know, we're just commiserating with each other. And obviously it's the us that were closed. Um, so, you know, it was tough. Um, and, and it got tougher as we went and then we were ready to throw it all in. And, uh, we kind of knew where we were at at Flat Rock with our great governor. And then, um, can you tell the, uh, sarcasm there? I, I'd miss then, that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not very subtle either. <laughs> Completely <laughs> understand <laughs> Scott. And then we were totally blown away by uh, the governor of Ohio going ahead and opening up everything else. I, you know, we knew he was going to open up high school sports, but I really didn't think he'd do everything else. So I was, I will say I was surprised when I saw that uh, Toledo Speedway was going to have fans and there was going to be some more races other than that uh, ARCA race. So, I mean, you guys, uh, yep. I'm sure have been doing a lot of work there to, to make that happen. And you got to yeah. gotta cross your T's, dot all your I's and uh, make sure you're, uh, you're making everybody happy. Scott, yep. I, didn't, uh, I, did, I didn't get a chance to uh, hear, hear today's press conference. Did I understand that she intends, that Michigan's governor intends to uh, lay out some more very soon as far as what uh, is going to be well, relaxed? So right now we're still in phase four, which is 85% of the state, except for up north and where she has her cottage in Traverse City. They're all at yep. phase five, which is, which is 500 max and more relaxed on the bars. But she did pull back on the bars and stuff. Uh, the numbers have been spiking up there for about a month and a half. Uh, but uh, today, high school football is back on in the state of Michigan starting September 17th, which was a total surprise. Uh, she opened up gyms. I didn't hear the word bowling alleys, but I heard the word gyms. I think I heard, in- I heard that bowling alleys, actually, I, I saw this on the news, and I, bowling alleys was specifically not mentioned. Uh, okay, well, that would, you know, and there's, obviously, there's a lot of animosity there, but I heard gyms and indoor movie theaters, uh, 25% capacity, and then the other high school sports, girls swimming indoors, obviously, volleyball indoors, uh, okay, cross country is okay. They will get two tickets per athlete. That's it for indoor sports. Two tickets per athlete. So if you got ten on the varsity and ten on the JV, they each get two tickets, and that's it. Um, and hopefully that will relax as time goes on. But you know the case numbers are still up, so who knows? Do you believe numbers? I I'm not sure anymore. I just I kind of just walk in and go, yeah, okay, and uh, you know take care of business and, and move on. But yeah, Ron, that's what was announced today, and that's all I heard. If him. And, and like Scott said, I did not hear bowling alleys, which will really torque those guys off. And I don't blame them. I don't blame them one bit. All right, Scott. Well, we got to get going here, and I know you're you're busy, and uh, we wish you luck and everything. All the information and in, uh, people can buy tickets available at ToledoSpeedway.com. Is that correct? Yep, it is. And, uh, hey, guys, thanks a lot, and thanks for hanging with our sport and being part of our sport. Um, very, very important. Um, I hope everybody has been listening to you all summer and, uh, you know, we're, we're very glad we got the shot 
and uh, fans, come on out. We can use you, and I think you're going to see three great shows. And uh, if you're not coming to Toledo, go to another racetrack for sure. Absolutely. All of them need your support, especially uh, being at restricted capacities. And remember, race fans will do what they got to do to watch a race. Ron Ron Miller. Miller. Yeah. (laughs) Thanks, Scott. (laughs) Thanks, guys. Take care. All right. Bye. Hello, Saver. Whether you're saving for that trip to the tropics or saving for an emergency, now is the time to take advantage of Wells Fargo's savings options. Wells Fargo offers savings accounts that can help you save towards your goals. So, what are you saving for? Visit a Wells Fargo branch or wellsfargo.com backslash save to open a savings account today. Wells Fargo Bank, N.A., member FDIC. Scott Schultz there, GM of uh, Toledo Speedway. On uh, the three races coming up again, those races, uh, the Arkham Nard Series Arca. <laughs> East combined event coming up on September 12th and then the glass city 200. Actually we'll go through that right now. I got all the details here. Talk about that. Uh, Central uh, transport is going to be the title sponsor for that uh, glass city 200. It's going to be Saturday, September 19th rain date. As uh, Scott had mentioned of Sunday, the 20th grandstand spectators will be limited to 100. I'm sorry, 1,500 people. With specified seating locations, there's going to be a pair of 100-lap contests. That's what the Glass City number is. Uh, featuring the ARCA CRA Super Series powered by JEGS stock-bodied late models and the outlaw-bodied late models for a separate 100-lap feature. Also, the CRA uh, Junior late models will be in action featuring 10- to 15-year-old rising stars in full-bodied cars. The other race uh, that we were talking about, the uh, Hemelgarn Super Fitness Rally Beal Classic, Sunday afternoon, October 4th, featuring USAC Silver Crown Series going 100 laps. Uh, ARCA Late Model Sportsmen will be in action, figure eights, factory stocks, and street stocks. Uh, so uh, you guys, you local guys, this is like your your one shot to, uh, to, to do some racing this year until next year. So kudos to those guys uh, to get some pay. I've kind of felt bad that we've uh, been talking all dirt all all year long because it's all well other than Sandusky uh mostly the dirt tracks uh, have been running at least around yeah. here yeah it, you know obviously with the, as strict as they've been up in Michigan you know there's several asphalt tracks up there just really really put a damper on the on the the pavement pounder so to speak i know we haven't talked about it much but angola has gotten a few shows in so uh and and they're lucky they have, that they have the benefit of being out not uh, close to a big metropolitan area too, like Toledo right. and, and Flat and, Rock. And that's where Oakshade is blessed, Scott. Because, yeah, that's a lot know, of the dirt the, tracks. The the, uh, the infection rate in Fulton County is is very minimal, and that's and, what the uh, that's what the health department has to look at. It's the dust. The dust keeps the coronavirus away. <laughs> I think that's Speak, it. Speaking of dust at Oakshade, uh, Jordan Conover has dusted the field a couple times this year at Oakshade. He's making his return to Oakshade this Saturday. He'll be driving somebody else's car. There's going to be in Greg Detray's number seven. So looking forward well, to seeing the number seven then. Right, but just not his. It's a so different it's seven. Be, yeah. Speaking of Jordan, I uh, got to wish his dad Tim a, ha- a happy birthday. Tim's on the watching the show with us tonight on Facebook. Happy birthday to Tim and Brad Conover. The brothers. Uh, another former guest uh, of the show got uh, his second Great Lakes traditional sprints feature win at Silver Bull at Speedway. Talking about Brian Rollman, he did that uh, this past Saturday night. Wanted to give a little shout out to him. He's uh, he's made that shift from uh, late model guy to sprint guy. Ron, what what do you think about that? Uh, I've talked with Brian a little bit, and he said that it was a real challenge because he's kind of a big guy, and uh, he had to put his engineering. Uh, skills to work and uh, figure out what to do to the car to compensate for his uh, his size stature his stature yeah I didn't say enormity I <laughs> well you just did I said I no Brian's Brian's a good friend and uh, I, I'm I'm glad he's having fun it's good people uh, Tony Stewart uh, had this to say on possible tracks for his SRX series, the Superstar Racing Experience series, coming up next year, that deal that's kind of like IROC. He says, quote, 
One of them that's up for consideration is the fairgrounds track at Nashville. I think that would be a great venue places that these cars aren't going to be separated and strung out. We're looking at dirt tracks. I don't think we're going to get a road course in for next year, but that's something we're looking at, but it's very possible. You'll see a dirt race on the schedule. Uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm looking for that. Where that could be. Yeah, Eldora. <laughs> um, speaking of the SRX series, uh, they announced another driver for that. Did you hear who it is? Either of you guys? Nah. I don't uh, think I did. Willie T. Ribs. Really? He's run, he's run IndyCar, Champ Car, IMSA, IMSA, whatever, um, NASCAR, and uh, Trans Am series, where he has 17 wins. They're, they're digging pretty deep into the retirees pool there. Um, <laughs> I know. Has your phone rung yet? Not that you, you haven't retired. I guess you're not eligible. I, maybe I ought to officially retire right now and see what happens. Jerry, are you retired? I'm semi-retired. Semi, okay. All right. Fair enough. So yeah, that's shaping up to be a pretty interesting series, I think. Some, some good drivers. I'm looking forward to that. Especially if they get some cool little short tracks. Going to be fun. Like you said, if they go to Eldora, guys like, you know, Willie T. Ribs, not a big dirt guy. Be interesting to see how he does. I Bobby Labonte. Ever, I wonder if he's ever run on dirt, Jerry. He's run some, I don't know. I, I can't say for sure. I know he's run a couple like uh, the, not super cross, that's the wrong word I'm looking for, but the where they drive and you know, do a little bit of jumps and dirt, but I don't think he's done any like flat track. Type. Right. You're talking like, uh, I know what you're talking about. I can't, like what, yeah. Haley Deegan, what Haley Deegan came from. You got it. Okay. Super truck. Isn't that super trucks? Uh, no. That the, the, the off-road stuff. Yeah. Mo motocross on four wheels. Exactly. <laughs> uh, Daytona, oh, uh, I'm sorry, the 2011 Daytona 500 winner, Trevor Bain, is going to be making his return to NASCAR this weekend. Uh, he's going to be doing it in the truck series race at Darlington. He hasn't raced since November in uh, 2018 when he raced the uh, cup series race at Texas. Greg Biffle is also going to be in that race. He keeps popping up every once in a while. Yeah, I've noticed and, that. I, he's one I could definitely see being part of the SRX series and be be successful. I still, like, whenever I hear Greg Biffle's name, I always remember Sterling Marlin referring to him as a bug-eyed dummy. <laughs> That's his quote. I'm not calling him that myself, but he called him he, the bug eyed dummy. I always thought Greg Biffle was was a great talent, just a steady. One of those guys steady. Every week you knew he was going to be right there. He's no Kyle Larson, but he's not bad. No. no Speaking no, of Kyle no. Larson, there was, there was something else I didn't have in my uh, notes here. I saw something from him where he wanted to with all his wins he's he's actually surprised himself he didn't think it was going to be that good but he wanted to prove that he got to the cup level on merit you know as a racer not just because of the i don't know for whatever reason and i think he's kind of proved that so oh yeah there's no doubt about his talent i i saw a meme on facebook uh of a swamp buggy and somebody asking him if he thought he could drive that. And he says, yeah, yeah, I think I could. What about go-karts? Put him Ooh. in a go-kart. Yeah. The go-kart people be freaking out. There's some pretty big go-kart races. Those pay pretty yeah. good. What about the king of the compact race down in the atomic <laughs> 7,500 to win. Somebody put him in a compact. See how he goes. <laughs> I wonder if he's run a front wheel drive car before. Hmm. At Never know. Uh, I, I don't know that his driving style would lend itself well to a compact, but yeah, you never know. He just wouldn't slow down. How about we play how many? Last week's uh, how many was uh, how many cautions? No, I'm sorry, how many caution laps were going to be in the Coke Zero Sugar 400 at Daytona this past Saturday? And the actual number of laps, caution laps, was 21. So I was the winner amongst us. Of course uh, you were. Because I guessed 20. I had a good guess. Yeah, you guys well. guessed too high, I think. And our online winner, winner of a Big D's pizza, Chris Blykamp. He guessed exactly 21. Isn't that his number on his car, too? Yeah, yeah. it is. Yeah. It is. That's why he picked that number. That makes sense. 21B. So, yeah. So we'll uh, stop by his trailer Saturday. Yeah, he's going to have to run out in the opposite direction to go uh, pick up some <laughs> Big D's pizza over there in Clyde and bring that out to the track. Unless uh, he can speak with Dean Henry and arrange for some really long distance delivery there. 
It has been known to happen if you know the right people. Right, Ron? Yes, sir. Yeah. So this week's how many? Your chance to win a Big D's pizza. Rally cars. Is that what we were thinking of earlier? Dustin Gearhart says rally cars. Rally cross. Rally cross. Okay. We'll go with that. That's what it is. Yeah. Uh, this week's how many? How many? Uh, there's a big uh, event coming up at Attica this weekend. The Attica Ambush. Friday, Saturday. The All-Star Circuit of Champions are in town. Saturday's uh, event pays uh, 10000 to win. So uh, how many 410s are going to be at Attica on uh, Saturday? I think I saw... I'm not really sure why the countdown thing just popped up on my screen, but do you guys see that or was that just yes, me? Everything okay. went dark here. Okay. Maybe we just lost connection there. Hopefully everybody still uh, sees us here. So how many uh, 410s will be at uh, Attica on Saturday for that 10,000 to win race in the Attica ambush? And if uh, you want a chance to win that uh, Big D's pizza, go ahead and put your guess in the Facebook live video comments. If you're watching us on YouTube live or YouTube not live or Facebook not live or iHeartRadio or Stitcher or iTunes or yeah, we're it's on a lot of things. Uh, you can still put in your guests, just find the video. It'll be up on our uh, Facebook page. Just uh, go to facebook.com slash hammerdown racing report. Pretty easy and find the video, put your comment in with the guests. The guests are uh, flowing in right now. Only deal is you only get one guess. If you guess twice, then you're black flagged. You're black rule, flagged. You're out. That rule came up last week. So you only get one guess. Make it count. And then if uh, somebody guesses the same thing that you guessed, if they guessed it uh, first, uh, they get credit for it. You don't. So there you go. I don't see any duplicates as of yet. So you guys are doing good. Good job. So this week's, uh, again, I just uh, I guess I already said what it was. It's uh, four tens on Saturday. What do, you, what do you guys got? Uh, I'll go. It, it, Go ahead, Jerry. <laughs> Make the new guy go first. 41. That's slow to me. You're real close to where I was going. I, I was going to pay tribute to my uh, old racing buddy, Steve Rowe, and I'm going with 42. That's I used my dad's racing number, 41. So I'm going to go with... Uh, I can't think of anybody else who's 43 other than Richard Petty. So we'll, uh, <laughs> Or Bubba Wallace, whatever. 43 is my guess. So there we go. So Ron's Dennis. in the middle. So, yeah. So basically, Ron's screwed. If it's not 42 exactly, he loses. But it's going to be 42. I'm I'm in good shape. You know, 42 is the answer to life, the universe, and everything, or whatever it, it is. is. Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Reference yeah. there. Uh, we got Ryan Weekman coming up here in just a second to uh, close off the show with our weekend weather pit stop. It's uh, looking like a pretty good forecast uh, as that. That good summer of weather continues post last weekend, the exception where we got dumped on pretty hard, but my grass needed it. It's happy. Uh, before we get to that, we'll talk about the racing action going on this week. And we mentioned the Attica uh, ambush at Attica Raceway Park. Night one is tomorrow night, September 4th. Murphy Tractor Core in Maine, Stillwater Metal Night. Got to get all the sponsors in there. Uh, against the All-Star Circuit of Champions, 410 Sprints, 5,000 to win tomorrow night. UMP Late Models in action, 3,000 to win. Gates will open to three, racing at 745. General Mission is $22 Friday night. Saturday night, night number two of the Attica Ambush. It's also Corin Main All-Pro Aluminum Heads Night, featuring the All-Star Circuit of Champions. 410 Sprints going for 10,000 to win. 305s will be in action as well. It's 1,000 to win for those guys. Gates open at 3, racing at 7 p.m. on Saturday. And uh, general admission tickets are $25. Oakshade Raceway in action Saturday night as well with uh, late model sportsman bombers and the compacts. Gates open at 4, racing at 7. General admission, $14 there. Uh, those are the only two tracks running in the area this weekend. Um, Sandusky Speedway, as you'd mentioned earlier, is off until the 19th. Fremont Speedway, they'll be coming back on the 12th uh, because of the, the fair, I believe, going on. So, yeah, those are your choices uh, for this weekend in, in this area. I mean, there's others, but they're further out. We can't cover everybody. So how about we uh, check out that weekend weather pit stop with Ryan Weekman, and uh, it's a good one. You'll like this. You guys ready? Let's do it. Go for it. Here we go. Here is your weekend weather pit stop forecast. 
I'm First Alert meteorologist Ryan Weekman, and what a weekend it will be at the raceways. We'll start off Friday evening at Attica. Humidity levels much lower, temperatures cooler as well. It'll feel like an early autumn evening for Friday, with temperatures in the 70s to start and quickly dropping into the 60s. For Saturday, dry weather likely back at Attica and over towards Oakshade. We'll put highs right near 80 degrees with race time start temperatures in the upper to mid-70s. For WTOL 11, I'm First Alert, meteorologist Ryan Weekman. So, I think, I think we're going to be good this weekend. I don't think we're going to get rained out. Either at right. or, or Oakshade. So. Good, good weekend Good weekend for uh, weather. Uh, Jerry Keezer, thanks again uh, for joining us. Your second full show. How does it feel? Do you feel like you're part of Do we need to swear at you or uh, yell at you yet to make you feel like you're part of the uh, Hammerdown Racing Report team? No, I get that on Saturdays at Oakshade. Okay. I'm sure they appreciate you saying that, too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thanks to uh, to Jerry, Ron, and uh, our pro- associate producer, Dave Kemmer, field correspondents, Matt Swanner, Doug Doc, uh, for helping get that information flowing all week and uh, making this thing happen. Also, thanks to our sponsors. Uh, there's a couple of sponsors I-, I left off because uh, they've kind of expired and I've been too lazy to follow up with them, so it's probably my fault. So I would want to mention them anyways. Millstream Speedway, who's been a, a sponsor throughout the uh, entire summer. I know Scott's been trying to get that track uh, reopened, but with the COVID thing, bad stuff has happened. He's been doing a lot of work at the track and has no official announcement. I talked to him earlier today. He has got no official announcement yet as far as the status. Uh, and he's been trying to work on something. Maybe something will pop up like uh, the Toledo Speedway. I don't know. Well, let's put him on the spot. He's in the in the chat right now, so that's it. <laughs> there you go. Tell him, tell him to give you a call. Let's, You're let's, putting let's, him on the spot. Him, give, give Scott a call. Let's let's find out what's going on over at uh, Midstream. I have a feeling he'll make an announcement here shortly. Maybe by next week we'll have we'll have something for that. And also a uh, freeze frame photo that that sponsorship uh, ended last week as well. And uh, Charlie may have wanted to re up, but we didn't see him past Saturday at the racetrack. So free stream photos, make sure to visit Charlie, check out all his photos. He's been posting a lot of old, uh, Brian motor speedway photos, uh, and some, some really old that. pictures like from the early nineties and some really cool pictures on the Oakshade remembers site. Yes. I have been definitely been enjoying them. Everything Charlie posts is, is very cool. So there you go. Yeah. That's uh, Oakshade remembers uh, group on Facebook search for that. I don't, is that a open group or do you have to be approved for that? Um, it's an open group. Okay. So if you, if you search for that on Facebook, you can check out all his cool. If you want to be a member, just, uh, send a a request. And, uh, if you've got any friends at all in the group, we'll, uh, we'll let you in. (laughs) And, uh, if you've got a picture with a whole bunch of cleavage and no friends in the group, you probably won't. Probably won't. What? You broke up there. I I just said that if you've got a your uh, I heard profile cleavage picture and that was it. A, what's that? I heard cleavage and then that was it. I, I got I didn't. Everything else got blocked. Yeah. Yeah. Well, is there? I got to check out this group now. <laughs> See what I did there? I'm totally perverting your uh, your statement. There you go. It's time for you to go get some uh, dinner. So yes, Kathy, it is. I hope she's feeling better. Uh, yeah. I, I don't know if we're going out. Depends on how she's doing. All right. Yesterday we'll was kind. Yesterday was kind of rugged. She's feeling much, much better today. All right. No, Scott says the check is in the mail. So Bill Street Speedway. There you go. I should have asked him that earlier. I apologize. So we'll be back live next week with a, another fun-filled, exciting show. Not sure what's going to happen in it because weird stuff happens over the weekend and even during the week that shapes things. Have a, Scott, uh, when, when we kick the show off, we don't know how it's going to yeah, go. Yeah, that's true. Have a good uh, Labor Day weekend. Enjoy it. Get out and support uh, local racetracks this weekend, next weekend through uh, October. Oh, maybe even further. Keep our fingers crossed. We'll be back next Thursday night. And uh, until then, uh, make sure to follow us again. Like us, Facebook, Twitter, at Hammer Report. That's our Twitter thing. Find us on YouTube. We're on there, too. So that, let's get out of here. We're gone. Well, not yet, because I forgot that I got to actually put this up in here and hit play on bye, it. Bye, y'all. Okay, now bye. it's bye. Bye. Goodbye, Gracie. You have been listening to the Hammered Down Racing Report. Listen on demand on iHeartRadio.
Bruce Martin, host of Pit Pass Indy. Each week, I go behind the scenes of the NTT IndyCar Series and introduce our listeners to the biggest stars of IndyCar, which features the Indianapolis 500 as its cornerstone event. The men and women that compete in IndyCar may be the bravest athletes in all of sport as danger lurks around every corner. They are able to look danger in the eye without flinching. That is why the NTT IndyCar Series features the best racing on the planet. Join me every week as we talk to the stars of IndyCar, including the legends of the Indianapolis 500 on Pit Pass Indy from Evergreen Podcast. 